0: what is up wrestling fans welcome to another pay-per-viewpoint post-show edition of the SmackDown Moments moment smack talk podcast nxt stand and deliver 2023 just ended a moment ago so we're going to run down the card what happened all the results what our thoughts are for all the results and everything else that we normally do here i'm tony mango joined as always by robert e. felice stand and callum wiggins
1: and deliver <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got a yes boy for us today
1: <laughs> no but I, I would like to wish both of you a happy uh, fuck rick steiner day, I wish <laughs> a <great> day.
2: <laughs> it's a good way to start
0: that off right yeah he
1: is
2: in fact the april fool this year
0: hmm in more ways than one Let's see, we got Brandon in the chat, we got Peter, we got Guy123, we got Josh, what's going on everybody? Chatted up in that chat while we're here. If you're listening to this after the fact, of course, leave a comment below, tell us what you're thinking about NXT Stand and Deliver, what are you hyped about for Mania Night 1 happening in a couple hours from now. First things first, before we get into the card and stuff, we got you know an earlier pay-per-view again, I know that a lot of people are super happy about that, but... I got to say one of the things that happened throughout this whole night or this whole afternoon, I should say nice and, and morning. Yeah. I and mean, still carrying over from yesterday that uh, I think was a real hindrance for this was the crowd was not hyped until the end. And I don't know if maybe that was that they were just a little too tired. Like it was too early for them or what, because Hear me out. it was like, it started at what, what time would it have been that it started? 9 a.m. Um, nine in the morning so that's, that's asking quite a bit
2: and here like listen showed uh, if they were doing the indies stuff let's just assume for a second uh emo fight from gcw didn't end until five in the morning our time so if anybody's doing the crossover shtick they're tired and it's gonna take a little bit to wake them up
0: mm-hmm I mean you get people like us that are obviously the we're at home covering these things and all we're tired. Let alone the people that are trying to keep their energy up the entire time. If anybody went to supercard last night or SmackDown or anything. So that was something that I thought was a real hindrance. But I'm curious if anybody watching it at home, if they felt the same sort of thing. So definitely let me know. Whether it's, you know, the people in live chat right now. What's up, Maverick? I see you you were in the chat as well. Or if it's the people after the fact, you know, um Maybe they watched it afterward. Maybe they like it better. Maybe that, you know, doesn't translate quite the same. I don't know. Peter did a three-mile walk this morning. Man, I don't know how you have the fucking energy for that.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Good yeah. for you.
0: That's more than I did uh I don't know, in the past couple of weeks combined.
2: <laughs> I imagine that's more that you've done in the past few years. but. You
0: know. <laughs> nah, I mean, up in New York, I gotta walk more than normal. So. That's true. Ah, not a fan. <laughs> so... As we go along here and we tell you what we have to say and all that, I want to remind everybody to hit the like button on this, because that is something that'll help us out quite a bit. And if you're enjoying the podcast, then that's a great way to let us know. Also double check that you are subscribed to this. Make sure you ring that little notification bell. That way you get to know when we go live for WrestleMania night one and night two later on. And keep in mind that there's a little join button that's there. There's a little thanks button. Thanks buttons, basically the same as what the super chats are for the live chat that we got going on, where it's a little tip jar essentially but the join button is the same thing as the patreon so if you want to help us in that kind of monetary way then that's one of the best possible ways for you to do that whether it's the dollar a month tier or it's the dark cast or it's the pick your poison where we can do whatever it is that you're requesting for the most part kind of you know a couple little rules here and there but that's something to keep in mind so uh we also want to remind everybody that we have the dusty roads contest going on right now where you can win a funko pop as sponsored by fun.com and So enter the road, the WrestleMania contest while you can a couple more days for you to get some more entry points in there. Also vote on these Mark madness tournament to determine the best wrestling family dynasty of all time and go back and check out our uh, talk about the supercard of honor stuff and the hall of fame. And that's pretty much all the plugs that I feel like doing right now. We are going to get into stand and deliver. We'll talk about other plugs later on. I know it's the, the highlight of the whole thing is plugs, right? So, They decided on the kickoff to announce that one of the matches was moved to the kickoff. And I don't know if that was something that they had planned ahead of time. And they wanted to do that thing where, you know, sometimes the different philosophies of like, well, we like the idea of spontaneously having breaking news, but I got a feeling they were just mapping out this and they realized a little bit late into the day. Oh crap. You know what? We don't have enough time for everything. So they moved the schism versus chase university match to the kickoff and there was nothing else on the kickoff that i felt like there was anything worth talking about but if you guys disagree let me know um getting,
2: Salcedo looks great in a wwe setting uh she fits very naturally that's about the bulk of what i had to say about the kickoff.
0: <laughs> yeah there was um one part i'm trying to remember what it was that uh somebody had said but i was like okay that's Somebody's going to clip that and make that into something else. I forget with Greg something or other. He was like, oh, like, you got to love this guy's package or something. I forget how he had said it, but I was just kind of like, "Mm, that's not quite the right wording there, you know, but Chase University, uh, it's Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, Thea Hale and Tyler Bate, who looked like he was wearing a diaper and socks. I don't understand that outfit choice. It was not really a great one. Going up against schisms, Joe Gacy, Ava Rain, Jagger Reed, and Rip Fowler. And the biggest talking point going into this was basically, hey, what's Ava Rain going to do? We had mentioned in our predictions that we did not anticipate that she was going to be in the ring all that long. Maybe a minute or two, just kind of get a little spot here and there. And that's basically what happened. She was only in there for a very short time frame. They teased it at first. Thea Hale was... Super gung-ho about you know just Diving right into a match Credit to the man; she always has so much Energy she's always a lot of fun And Ava Rain tagged out you know eventually ties back In I'm seeing A lot of the same opinions On Twitter and such and I'm also seeing a lot of defense For it general Consensus seems to be All right look we got to give her a little bit of a break This is her first televised match But not all that great. And then I'm seeing a lot of people going like, Oh my God, you're, you're too harsh on her. She's got so much criticism just because she's a rock star. I don't think that that's because she's the rock starter. I think that it's fair enough to go. She didn't look ready quite yet. It might've been the nerves and just the excitement of the whole thing. She was kind of smiling quite a bit, which I'm sure, you know, Hey, you're, I mean, you're out sure on a pay-per-view. And
2: there, by the way. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's like, there is a certain level of like, all right, you got to, you know, kind of, treat it that way but i don't think that it's unfair criticism to be like yeah she she didn't wow in a way that would have been like oh this whole time you know she's been sitting on this great performance and she finally comes out and she immediately does amazing stuff there were some sloppy parts to it for a minute and a half or so that she was in the ring and i'm hoping that this was just kind of the jittery nerves and the next time that we see her in the ring that we see something better but if not then maybe she's been on the shelf as long as she's been not just a hundred percent from the injury. Maybe
2: she actually
0: still hasn't quite figured it out yet. What are you guys thinking about Ava's debut?
2: Um I thought everything was perfectly okay up until that wasteland attempt at the end of the match. But I think that she it probably was the nerve. She probably isn't fully, you know, ring ready, because it's I'm sure she has practice matches. But like it's different when you're competing in a fast-paced environment in the go-go, you know you're on an actual show. I, I thought it was, I'm not going to sit here and say it was great, but I thought it was good to see her finally get in the ring.
1: Um, she's very sloppy, and um, she was like having to choreograph a lot of the spots. She'll fit right in. <laughs> 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 That's basically what the NXT women's division is, but for a couple of people, it's just yeah, she's yeah, she isn't very good. But most people who work for NXT. The person she was in the ring with is not very good. Um, she was better than uh, Ava, but that's not really saying much.
2: She's a great uh, character.
1: I, I yeah, I mean fundamentally, it's like yeah, it wasn't a great first showing, but you know, like it can always go up from here. I'm not going to bash it too much. More bad yeah. than the fact that this match itself was just bad.
0: I I thought it was fine. And, you know, I mean, parts of it, of course, were better than other parts and certain people are going to put on a better show than other people and all. But the real highlight of it for me was the April Fool's joke where Duke Hudson is teasing that he is going to join Schism just to rip the shirt and be like, nah, I'm chasing you all the way. That was really uh, well done. I like that a little bit. And that ended up leading to Chase U getting the victory, which I was surprised about. I just assumed naturally, you know, you put out a stipulation like Chase U can get controlled by Schism if Schism wins. The likelihood that that's going to happen is pretty much like a guarantee. And there were some surprising outcomes on tonight. And that was one of them. I'm unhappy about it because I didn't
2: want to see Schism take over Chase U. But I thought overall the match was fun. I, you know, I got them on the card. I, I of course, think Grizzled young vets are better than they've been presented within the schism. But it was a really fun showing, and Chase U from what was a pretty dead crowd for the most part of the show, the Chase U stuff did get reaction. So, yeah, thumbs up. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd say it was a, just a flat average match. And the only thing that got a pop in the entire thing was she Hudson ripping a shirt. And uh, this was kind of an a real uh, I guess showcase to me that NXT is a baby show for babies.
0: <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> <ahead of time>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sorry, did, I knew it, but I
1: knew it, but this was like the big encapsulation of that entire uh, of that entire fact that yeah, because yeah, that realistically the crowd are only there to see like well, as we'll talk about in the next one, they're there for meme moments and just like, you know, shouting and talking to the camera and all that stuff. Whereas, you know, I kind of want to watch wrestling. That's kind of what I'm, I want to do. I want to watch wrestling, not, um, I, I, I don't even remember, remember class this, a class this a sports entertainment. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, high school theater.
0: We are still not back in the black and gold days, that's for sure. But There are some positives that are in that more direction rather than the, uh, the full blown NXT 2.0 that we were getting before. But chase U is definitely one of the ones that I enjoy a lot more than a lot of these other kind of hokey gimmicks and all. And we're going to talk about some flat stuff later on (laughs) with some other matches and all, but while the kickoff was still going on, they started to do some of the entrances for the NXT women's championship ladder match. They introduced Zoe Stark they had Indy Hartwell come out they had Gigi Dolan come out and then they transitioned to the start of the show and like a three minute or so introductory video package and come back. And it's Tiffany Stratton and Lyra Valkyria and Roxanne Perez. I was surprised as this opened the show to begin with, but I guess just the way that they were planning it out. Some of that makes sense. Some of it doesn't. I mean, uh, this had some some good moments in it. There were, in particular, some spots to I forget if it was you, Rob, or if it was somebody else. I think it was you that you were like Tiffany. I'm determined to break my back in this match, Stratton.
2: Sure was. <laughs> sure was because, but no. Well, I mean, obviously, when Indy spine bustered her on the ladder, that wasn't on Tiffany. But when she did the what was essentially a swanton. After being pushed off the ladder by Indy It just seemed like There was just so much impact Maybe I'm a little squeamish after what happened to poor Dante Last night But I was just like God please be
1: careful everybody (laughs)
2: Well,
1: In in fairness that wasn't on her Either That was on the three women that have clearly gone To the Ms. school of catching people on dives (laughs) Um, Because they just decided Just let her fall right in between them And go right onto the mats. It wouldn't be the biggest
0: whiff of the night though (laughs)
1: No, not the biggest yeah. one together, but probably well, it could have been the most uh, it could have been the most devastating one if uh, Tiffany hadn't landed as well as she did land. I think she actually she did quite well to just land as flat as she possibly could to absorb as much of the impact, because realistically, if she had gotten injured, no one to blame other than the three women that should have should have easily caught her.
0: And there were some sloppy parts here and there, of course, that's kind of par for the course of what we were expecting when it came to this match, because certain people in this match they really do know what they're doing, but even still, they're just kind of in that higher range of NXT. So it's not like they've been a veteran for you know, 20 years and they are like, you're, you're putting in a Mickey James or something. But they had some moments here and there for each person. And what was interesting to me was this semi-dead crowd that would wake up for a moment here and there really had no interest in Lyra of Halcuria. She was like 90% up the ladder, and I didn't hear a peep. Everybody was just sort of like, there's no chance she's winning. Okay, we're just waiting.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing. is, I don't think it's a, a issue with Lyra. I think it's, well, we kind of all crossed her off our list collectively. of She just got there. They're not going to give her the win.
0: Yeah, and they actually had the same sort of reaction to Indy. And lo and behold, of course, <laughs> we'll get to the end of the match. But they had a moment here that I thought was funny where it's always like hilarious to me when people in ladder match set things up and you can very clearly just see that all they're doing is setting something up. And there was a situation where Zoe Stark had, she was trying to set up the ladder in the typical thing that we've seen a million times at this point, where ladder is close enough to the turnbuckles that you can put another ladder in there horizontally and then hook that onto the middle rope and the ladder wasn't close enough so she had to just bring the ladder closer to be able to hook that in that way and then move on and completely ignore it because she's just there to set that up for somebody else which ended up being Gigi dolan taking the back bump with uh some interference from jc's jane so we got jane in there just to do her quick little spot which eh, it's fine enough i mean it wasn't all that impactful it wasn't that great but it did its job And the only other thing I had to say was actually the finish. So if you guys have any other moments uh, you want to pinpoint,
1: um, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, I mean, I think for the most part it wasn't like the the car crash that I thought it was going to be. In places, I think for the most part it was well choreographed. So it, yeah, so thumbs up on that front because a lot of them aren't very experienced with ladder matches, so they managed to do a good job for, yeah, good job for the most part.
2: J.C. Jane's back, but I'm venturing to guess that either one of you knew she was out for an extended period of time. So, uh, is that... I mean, she I'm had glad. the sling and everything. I'm glad she's back. I thought, for a minute there, I was just like, you know, you're a woman on the roster, why don't you just take the belt down and go, fuck you all on the championship. Yeah, like- she
0: was very clearly just able to grab it right there. You know, Nobody was uh, interfering or anything. But this all ends... With Indy Hartwell not quite being able to climb up. She's just too beaten down. So who pops up right underneath her in a very (laughs) memeable screenshot where he gives her a thumbs up right to her crotch? Dexter Loomis. (laughs) Who helps bring her up. And Indy Hartwell is the new NXT Women's Champion.
2: Callum called it. Realizing that this was a possibility. And... Listen, it's more what I said last night during the Hall of Fame coverage. I like happy endings. You know, <laughs> I'm sure she won't be champion forever. Let her have it.
1: I thought this was pretty befitting, really, because as has been the case in most of her career, she only means she only means something when she's being propped up by Dexter Loomis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I want to add on to that is, and I've shared this screenshot on Twitter and with you guys. Roxanne Perez just said fuck selling and I'm just gonna like lovingly watch Indy win the title that I was so
1: determined to fight for
0: yeah <laughs> you're way too happy to lose that belt
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's different from the you know there's that whole thing without the Sasha Banks after her match with Bianca and smiling afterwards but it's like that's slightly different it's like a big moment and in this one it's a case of well it's not like you've demonstrated on tv that you're like really close friends with indy or something like that it's like okay you've probably tagged a couple of times but that's about it really that's yeah you could
2: tell this was a moment of like because someone later was completely overjoyed to see indy holding the belt Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you can just tell this is very like yay you got it you did it look at you kind of moment for the roster
0: it just doesn't quite translate the same as something like the Sasha Banks thing, because Banks had already been a champion multiple times. She had already been to the mountaintop and all and like and Roxanne just making history history. It wasn't. like Yeah. Yeah. Main yeah. event of WrestleMania yeah. type. And this was like, well, okay, Roxanne just is 21 and she just had this title and all. And she's just like, Yay, I'm happy you won. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean and, and also they turn this whole story of the fact that like she was used she was getting involved in slather match after being like seemingly out of it to in order to overcome her anxiety and all the troubles of that and then she lost and so she's so happy that she she still has anxiety yeah.
2: <laughs> well no no you see i like i tweeted she she's realized now that the only thing that matters in life is true love <laughs> and she's just happy to see index happy and living their best lives
0: or maybe it's kind of like that whole situation that people get into where it's like they look in retrospect and they're like you know what i'm glad i got into that car accident because i really needed a new car and this is all going to work out in the end she's like you know i'm not i'm not feeling that uh that pressure anymore now that i'm not champion yay thank you for taking the belt off of me and now i don't have the pressure on my shoulders <laughs> it
2: was funny because Literally, the other four women were selling on the mat, on the uh, ringside mat. And Roxanne's just like, yeah, you yeah, go, yeah. Indy. <laughs>
1: like, <Yeah. laughs>
0: You're giving her the uh, the yeah from No Holds Barred? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and, and I know we're obviously, like, a lot of saying these these bits in jest, but just, and and I know I always say this sort of thing, and people think that maybe i take it a bit too far. And there's that argument, but I do think that she's the worst wrestler in this match indie Hartwell was well not just like just this match particularly but just as an overall package she's the least effective wrestler out of all of them and she's the one who's the champion I just think that you know I'm I'm all for giving certain people like a gold watch for just being like long service or that kind of thing and I know there there is a portion of the NXT roster that's super behind it but I do just fundamentally think that is due to the relationship with Loomis which is a comedy act and so you know Make her a tag team champion, make create a mixed tag team title and have them he- hold it. And that's totally fine. But she shouldn't be the women's champion. It's just a bit of a... Again, I don't know if the title has like a huge way of credibility, but she's, she's not up to holding that title.
0: I do anticipate that she is dropping that relatively soon. Not like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. NXT yeah. this week or anything, but... Yeah, I, I'd
1: say t- t- J.C. Jane probably next up.
0: I could see JC. I could see them still giving it to Tiffany. I could still see them giving it to Zoe. There's a couple different options, but I think that maybe as quickly as Battleground, we could see a new champion. Oh, can we talk
1: about that as well.
0: At NXT Battleground.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to head. To it. It's going head to head with Double or Nothing. Yeah, we're we're very aware. It it fried my brain. Yeah, we
0: both I did the whole him. like God damn it kind of. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah. It's like. You know that you, you everyone knows double nothing that double nothing was announced like two or three weeks ago to be going on that day, and so they they so this is a deliberate attempt to take well, it on because you what? you don't have to host it, you don't have to host it on that day,
2: yeah, but you're not taking it on. Let's be real for five seconds, like if they were gonna put backlash on at this time, it would be like, "Oh wow, this is crazy competition, but like it just feels like they were determined to run okay, well, we got to do the Sunday because we're in Saudi on the Saturday. Yeah, they
0: really like doing an NXT show on the same week as the Saudi shows. We're, like, very close to it, at the very least. Okay, but I, I, according to HBK, the reason that they're doing that is because it's Memorial Day weekend. But really I still weird, but. I still just kind of go, like, you couldn't have, you couldn't have figured it out another time, you know, because not as many people are going to be watching that show. They're going to be watching Double or Nothing. But
2: I'm not going to gonna say anything too negatively about WWE here because look at this weekend we're just learning that like people don't care they're just gonna put their content where they want to put their content and they're gonna let people choose yeah
0: I mean when they start looking at the numbers they're gonna care when they go oh man we, we didn't have that many people watching this one compared to what we thought and it's like yeah because mm-hmm. you got competition that's what happens
2: I just wish yeah. they were running the Saturday like Saudi was on the Sunday just so that like All right, if you're going to do a full day of wrestling, fine. Mm -hmm. But, like, head-to-head, I don't even know what that looks like. Because this is different than head-to-head with the Ring of Honor show, like they did in December. This is double or nothing Is like, AEW's WrestleMania.
0: Uh, Look at it this way. I mean, obviously not everything is the Super Bowl, but do you ever see anything important running opposite of the Super Bowl? No. Almost never everybody runs reruns of shows. They run a movie marathon because they're like, oh, look, people are watching the Super Bowl, even if you don't care. So well, that's,
1: well, that's the only thing that's like the, the only reason they could be putting this on because they know that it's got to be, it's going to be absolutely murdered by a not or nothing in terms of people tuning in and watching it because it's, that's that, it's not as important. So the only reason they can rationalize doing it, not this, I don't buy this whole Memorial Day weekend thing because it's been firmly established in AEW's history the double or nothing happens on memorial day weekend that's what they do so they know they know well in advance that that's what's going to happen so the only reason they do it is if they they're the hope that they can sneak a couple of thousand people away from that show instead it's like i'd, I'd be surprised if they snuck a couple of hundred off of that show <laughs> if i'm totally honest well but, i mean the the
0: people that are only watching nxt wouldn't have been watching the AEW show anyway And the people that are only watching AEW wouldn't be watching NXT anyway. And then when you force people like me to pick between the two, I'm gonna have both running on my screen, but I'm gonna be paying way more attention to AEW because it's just a bigger pay-per-view. So Yeah. You know, the push comes to shove, somebody gets pushed down. (laughs) That's how it works. I see George in the chat here saying, Shawn Michaels seems determined to give a lot of talent on the bubble a second chance, Indy winning the belt, Wesley, etc. Um, guy123 is asking if we had seen impact versus new japan did you guys I
1: check did. any of that i, I watched it I haven't, i've not watched it yeah i'm gonna i'm i've got some time off this week so i'm gonna try and binge a couple of things from gcw that um and the other like wrestlemania weekend shows so I'll probably try and watch the multiverse thing i'm gonna try and watch uh blood as well because i've seen clips of the um ibushi mm. speedball my bailey match so
2: those are the two i watched i think you'll you'll enjoy them um Multiverse United was a very good show. I really enjoyed Speedball and Tanahashi. As far as Bloodsport, I really enjoyed Alex, Coglin, and Moxley. I think Coglin should get signed after watching that.
0: I didn't see a single bit of it. I don't plan on it. <laughs> Just to be honest. But hey, if we're talking about things that fell flat, at least from my perspective, let's go on to the NXT Tag Team Championship Triple Threat match, because we had Gallus, the Creed brothers. And Tony D'Angelo and the Channing Stacks Lorenzo, which got some talented people in here, and you wouldn't have known that because this match was boring. And the only takeaways from the entire match were Brutus didn't come remotely close mm. to hitting his cannonball mm. doomsday device thing. Not the, I mean, you're talking the whiff for Tiffany Stratton. He was completely missing. No, them.
2: The, Tiffany didn't whiff. Tiffany just the, the catch.
0: Just... I mean. Yeah, but they didn't like, catch her, and it was like, like, t- Brutus. like
2: Brutus. just
0: <laughs> He looked like completely. he closed his eyes and went, oh, there's somewhere in this vicinity. And of course, know, Vic tried to make up for it. Oh, I don't know if he got all of it. Like Vic, he didn't get any of it. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty bad. He's done that <laughs> I mean, so much maybe better maybe in the past.
2: So, because, I mean, it wasn't just a normal doomsday either. It was a guy on top of a guy on top of a guy. And it's just like... it just... Looked like it was gonna be scary, and then he whiffed, and like, uh, I feel bad for him because it was his big spot of the match.
0: It was the big spot of the match outside of the return of Joe Coffey, which the crowd couldn't have given a shit about.
1: <laughs> I I I genuinely question how many people knew who that guy was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the issue. Like, how many people actually knew that who Joe Coffee was? Because realistically. Is, Like,
0: look, I mean, obviously somebody like me, I've written up a million articles about people where it'll be like, let me specifically talk about Saxon Huxley. And people are like, who the hell is this guy from NXT UK and all. Joe Coffey was one of those like B plus type guys in NXT UK, but not many people. There are a lot of people that don't know who people are on the main roster. And then on NXT, some of the big important people in NXT, NXT UK on top of that, very few people in the grand scheme understand that. And when you take that much time off and you're pretty generic enough looking, like it's not like a guy like Hamas popped up and it's like, okay, yeah, the nine foot tall dude pops up and you don't understand who he is. He just looked like a guy in a hoodie. And the amount of people that probably would have recognized him already is low. And you then have to figure the only people who recognize him are the ones that could care and not everybody's gonna care to begin with about that either and then just the action that they did it wasn't anything all that exciting he wasn't like running in and hitting somebody with a chair or anything like he just sort of hey i'm here also let me kind of hold you back for a moment and this whole thing just i mean the beginning the middle and the end i thought that this was a major thumbs down this whole segment
1: incredibly uh just dull flat the crowd just didn't care about anything involved with this and yeah it's a there's it a finish at the end of it so really there's not much to take away from this that's anywhere positive again it's like the downfall of the nxt tag team division where we always used to talk about how the tag team match was usually one of if not the match of the night always on takeovers and yeah this was the furthest thing from it shortest match on the card as well so
2: Thankfully, <laughs> I missed the
0: Undisputed oh, yeah. Era. That's all I have to say. Undisputed Era, Alpha Academy, or um, uh, what were they called again? It Alpha American, Academy, Al- American, American Alpha. Alpha. Yeah, DIY, of course.
2: Revival. Miss Revival, I miss, yeah. I miss Auth- it all. Authors Viking. of Pain
0: had some great stuff. Viking Raiders, Three Prophets, all these great tag teams we've had in the past. And then uh, and, yeah, even like Brizongo and everything. Imperium, yeah. And these three, they've got talent to them. You know, we, we've talked a million times before about the Creed Brothers being great. We were all leaning towards hoping that Tony D'Angelo and Stax would win this. Gallus is not a bunch of schlubs, but you wouldn't have known that watching this match because the segment days. was just a
1: dud. <laughs> I'll say one of them is.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, might
0: it be Guess the one that one. just came back? <laughs> like, maybe. Hmm. So that, yeah, that... Didn't help the crowd whatsoever. They were not quite feeling this pay-per-view, and it was starting to seem like they were not going to wake up at all. Following this, though, ended up being the North American Championship Fatal 5-Way, Wesley, Axiom, Dragon Lee, Ilya Dragunov, and Shady McDonough. And finally, when you starting to get all the flips and everything, and particularly that DDT spot from Axiom toward the end, finally people were paying attention and actually excited to see something um i didn't no, like dragon what lee's woke them up
2: was their double dose of coffee in the tag team
0: man <laughs> could be that <laughs> uh i didn't like dragon lee's entrance i don't know what went wrong there but at least on my screen i don't know if it's just my no, peacock it feed out on
2: mine as well
0: okay so it was definitely their feed then uh it seemed like they put like the axiom filter on and the program might have crashed or something because he was just sort of frozen halfway off the screen, and that's a shame, because Dragon Lee was easily my biggest standout from this match. He looked like he fit perfectly. He didn't have any, like, jitters or anything. He already looks like he's main event, or not main event, uh, main roster worthy for me. He came out cool. Axiom did some good stuff. Everybody held their own. This ended up actually being a pretty good match. And ended Fantastic. up with uh, with Wesley getting the win for any bits. Wondering about pure uh, pure results.
2: Fantastic match. A lot of fun. I wish Dragunov won. Uh,
0: he actually took the pinfall.
2: The golden ratio. Is one of the coolest finishers. I, Axiom's a lot of fun. I wish he had just a hair more personality. But God, the moves were so cool. I think that's all you needed here. So I guess they delivered. No pun intended.
1: Yeah, I thought that this match was all action, and that's exactly what this card needed after some just like three pre nothing happening matches beforehand. They really woke up the crowd and they pulled out some really great material. I thought uh, for me, Dragonov and Axiom were the two standouts in this match. I thought they were both. Ex- exceptional as they typically are, whenever you put them against anybody, they're always going to deliver. I did enjoy people also, uh, not like people, but seeing a couple of people on Twitter talking about, yeah, the like Elias and the Miz are on the main roster, and these guys are fighting <laughs> in NXT. It's like these, these, all five of these guys run rings over many people on the main roster, and I don't see why they have to be down in the lower reaches. Um, so, but yeah, I thought the match was great. I'm surprised that they decided to keep the title on Wes, but maybe they have something planned in more of a one-on-one feud and moving away from this, I'll take on all comers gimmick.
0: I do think that this is kind of the end of that story because he's proven himself now that he can beat four people that are all worthy enough of singles championship matches. And maybe they have, um you know heal in mind that they want to transition over to i don't really know necessarily off the top of my head but this better not be jay white
1: (laughs) i could see no 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 you you didn't
0: you didn't let me finish i was gonna say i could see them putting him on the main roster and not doing the nxt thing. (laughs) yeah good 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 relax relax oh my god
1: (laughs) I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that. Uh, no, uh, that's, not, that's not what I'm planning on doing.
0: That's if he, of course, signs with them. I could see them just going, "Hey, look, you part of the deal is that you get the AJ Styles treatment."
1: Mm. Yeah, I'd imagine so. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. And there's not anyone like immediately springs to mind that Wesley would lose the title to at the moment. Maybe one of these guys. They would just gone on a one-on-one thing.
0: It would have been I mean, Dijak do- if they didn't already do that to me. But they pretty quickly just went, eh, never mind about the hijack, which is like, damn it, man. Like, I mean, I'm Joe Coffey's gotta be back now.
1: So if they wanted mm. to do that with Joe Coffey.
0: Based off that reaction, I don't want that to be the case.
1: Yeah. No, I don't either. But um, they're still heavily harping on that Dragunov and McDonough aren't finished either. So maybe that will be something that leads into it. And
0: it very easily could just be one of those scenarios where they end up having like a triple threat between those three. And then McDonough wins or something like just Maybe because Wesley's beaten with- these guys doesn't mean that that's over either.
2: Maybe he gets a one-on-one with Dragon Lee and it's just he can't beat him one-on-one.
0: Yeah, could be that. I'd be fine with that. Dragon Lee looked great. Frankie agrees in the chat. I just read the exact same comment. Dragon Lee looked great. So that's funny. Um, Brandon saying this match was so good. I want Axiom to get pushed so bad. Josh saying I love the North American title match. Dragon off a beast. So yeah, this was definitely... Uh, head towards some better action. And then they followed it up with, I think, my favorite match of the entire night the unsanctioned match between Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano. Where. And you
2: remember Johnny wrestling? He, he came back.
0: Johnny wrestling was wrestling. And Johnny. And not
2: popcorn.
0: Johnny knows what he's doing, of course. He's had these unsanctioned matches before. Grayson Waller holding himself up really well. I like Johnny's ring gear. I thought that uh, in particular was funny. Everybody's noticing about Vic Joseph's candy at, at the desk. Yeah,
2: it's, it's Skittles and Starburst. And I'm just like, you know what? That is right. That is the candy that you go for. <laughs> if you're going to go for some pretty candy, it's Skittles and it's Starburst and good for Vic Joseph. <laughs> and Booker T took a bump that I know Calum pop. Like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was the best part of the whole thing because it meant his headset went off. <laughs> yeah
0: i like uh Vic is like you know are you okay booker and booker still hasn't had it connected yet and you can just hear him in the background go no i'm not okay <laughs> yeah the match was good we had some good moments here from like the coast to coast with the trash can on gargano's head i like that candace got involved and started wailing away on whaler or whaler <laughs> on waller <laughs> wailing away on whaler walling away on whaler uh waller's back is going to be bruised as all hell It already started to well was, up and get all bloody that
2: was gnarly that was nice. dude
1: yeah i, I that, that was a good visual good on him for taking that punishment
0: yeah and uh at the end of the day it ends up being johnny gregato getting the victory by submission and dexter and indy coming out to celebrate with johnny and candace no austin theory but that makes sense and uh the way celebrating and that's who you were talking about earlier of How excited Candace was to be like, Hey, hey, you got the title.
2: Oh my god. Candace was so happy. And it's really nice to see. I thought for five seconds we were gonna get Ciampa. And as you think, Chompa's back, cool. I didn't even think about that, yeah. But no, I good ending for the way. Depending on not a proper ending, good ending for the
0: depending on his status for his injury, I could see Champa being one of those raw after Mania returns.
2: Good. I mean I want this Johnny on raw and yeah. I know raw is a different beast I understand that but I like seeing a motivated wrestler who does good things like it did on raw he just isn't motivated maybe what we need to do is kind of keep him away from the loomis stuff I don't know yeah
1: good match, I, I, yeah, yeah, I thought this match was very good, and um, yeah, it's good to see Johnny back in a, a like a, a kind of somewhat meaningful one-one match. And yeah, even though it was like very weapons-based, I think they utilized that very well. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm over crowd chanting for we want tables. It just pisses, pisses me off at this point, and uh, I want that to be that was like the first chant that they kind of put out in this match. And I think you guys aren't cheering what for anything, that? and yet you still want tables. Fuck off!
2: It's what like is that, like all of a sudden, it's just like. We demand tables on every event that we see. Why is that?
1: Mm. It's, it's just the thing that, that they find the coolest. The thing is, it's just like ingrained in their heads after, you know, how it's not like everyone just would say the word what in front of a, like a promo they don't enjoy, but because they enjoyed it when Austin did it, they just enjoyed it when the Dudleys did it, and they're just always trying to recapture anything that got over during the Attitude Era. But, uh, yeah, I think that uh, this was... Like, well well put together, Johnny getting the win was the right way to do it. The fact that he just beat the shit out of Waller towards the end and then just put on the Gargano escape and made him tap out was a great way to finish it off. So, yeah, uh, big thumbs up. I'd like to see very Waller on the main roster. I think, he's, I think he's built for the main roster more than he is for NXT.
0: Yeah, I think he's ready. I think he's kind of proven that here and there, but in particular this match, I was just like, all right, he's got it. Like, he... He's at a point now where if he were to win the championship like you know feud with uh well carmelo hayes i'll just spoil it uh i don't think that that would really help him i think that he's got to learn from the main roster at this point so we had a little backstage segment with tony d'angelo and stacks and pretty deadly who didn't really do much on this show but that was also kind of expected because what are they going to really do they're not quite the hosts in any meaningful way. I still think The Miz is going to do a little bit more than what this is but I don't really know exactly what but that's going to lead to a tag team match that's happening on NXT this week. Jack is against Odyssey Jones I don't remember what else they announced but it wasn't anything all that crazy. It was just those uh, those two. Yeah okay so That was transitioning over to the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn capturing the titles over Fallon Henley and Keanu James. One of the noteworthy moments of this match that didn't have too much for me to actually talk about was very early on. Fallon Henley Henley is in the match. She's tagged in. She's the official person uh, for that team. And Booker makes a point point, says, uh, What we know about Fallon Henley is that she... Is a businesswoman. She takes care of business. She does all the paperwork, I, and it's like ugh, Booker. I was
2: gonna let it go, <laughs> I, I, but you brought it up, so yeah. let's talk about it. The thing because, we know
0: about Fallon Henley is that she is not Fallon Henley. That's strategy.
2: <laughs> because I don't blame. I don't think that's a Booker issue. I think that's a damn. Even with all the TV time, characters just aren't
1: memorable.
0: But it should be a thing that Booker should know. He's calling those shows. Yeah, I, like, I, you understand. Know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I understand what, that. What I think it's a defensive. Like, put it this way: if Jim Ross had done that, people would be jumping down his throat right now.
0: Oh, they should because it's fight. that's there yeah, shouldn't yeah, I be. Think a, shouldn't. Yeah,
1: yeah, as it yeah he the fact is Booker T doesn't care. He's just there making money, like yeah. on his shows. Like he has not cared a single bit about anybody who's on that roster. He probably you could as soon as that show ends and he hasn't got a piece of paper in front of him, he wouldn't know who half the people on the roster is. Oh, so it's like. That's just. He knows that like,
2: Tiffany Stratton is a hottie biscotti, okay? That's <laughs> what he comes to work the, for. But, but yeah,
0: he I knows mean, who it's Vic is. It. He says the word Vic constantly.
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I was pointing that at them. She's like, she really likes saying Vic's name, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Vic. Vic.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you something, Vic. Vic. You listening, Vic? <laughs> you know? but yeah, I was like, God damn, Booker. Like, it's just one of those things where you phrase it slightly differently and you know, you're not going to be uh, under fire for that. But the one thing we know about Fallon Henley is and then it explains all these things about Keanu James. like shit. And it's not even like Keanu James is in the ring and he's just like, Oh, I slipped up and I said the wrong name or something. No, you, you got them mixed up. Okay, fine. But nothing happened here up until the very end. And that is when this giant purple purse, I don't know what was supposed to be inside of it, but clearly there was supposed to be some kind of like loaded uh, facet to it. Kiana wanted Brooks Jensen to hand it to her. So that way she could use it to win specifically said, I need it to win. And Josh Briggs and Fallon Henley sat there saying, no, don't do it. So he doesn't. And then fire and dawn capitalized. They pinned Keanu James, new tag team champions. Kiana James didn't seem as pissed as you would assume that she would be, but, Nothing happening with the Sebastian thing. Nothing happening with Zach. And this is just going straight to the whole thing that we were talking about. We expected the new tag team champions to happen. And there we go. It happened. Peter Sandpick shows guns in the bag.
2: (laughs) So, I don't know here because I enjoy fact that they have milked this story for all that it's worth but there's so much here where i would say first of all kiana should be pissed second of all fallon's yelling at briggs or not briggs I always it up. at brooks not to give her the purse don't do it don't do it all right then fallon get in the ring and keep your titles mm-hmm. why why are you just letting her depend i guess you can make the argument Well, they don't like each other, but, like, it wasn't even like that. They were just more concerned about, do the right thing. And I hate that story, where, like, suddenly, uh, good must prevail over all. Like, no, don't you dare do that thing. It's like, good good guys cheat all the time, you know? Uh, That's just my gripe here. But obviously, we were getting what we got. And, uh, yeah, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions are on a new team and they probably have like two teams as is. So may they have a long and prosperous reign.
0: I have no idea who could beat these two for the titles. And I don't think that WWE does either for that matter. I mean, first off, we know that they don't care. The two women's tag team titles on both the main roster and NXT have been easily the most overlooked and poorly booked championships. But there just aren't any options, really. So they got to form another tag team. They got to do something like that. But it's probably not happening for a while.
1: Yeah, I thought this whole match was bad, and like the fact that they had to work around this whole like can they coexist angle again, which is like overplayed, uh, and yeah, doing that. The fact that they weren't willing to give over the the, the handbag or purse or whatever you want to call it and just like the fact that Fallon and Josh Brief were just like more than willing to see the tag titles if it meant that, you know, uh, Jensen's honour was upheld by the fact that he didn't allow Kiana to cheat to win and I mean, mean, if that's worth it more to them, that's fine and they seem to still be like, there seems to be no real uh, closure at the end about what that meant. They all seem to still be, you know, Aligned together, or at least like in the same shot together. So, I don't think that we're going to see any progress until next week, and whatever that progress be, I don't really care. And yeah, we've got new tag team champions that won't mean anything because they, as you, as you guys have noted, they clearly don't have anybody that can challenge them for the titles just yet. So, so hey ho, <laughs>
0: yeah, that ended up being kind of a downer and then you switched over to the main event of the night NXT championship match between braun breaker and carmelo hayes which had a crowd that was pretty firmly in the camp of hayes for the entirety of this match breaker had some supporters here and there but you know when you get to the boo yeah and the boo is for braun breaker and People are chanting things like that was three when Hayes is going for a pinfall and ends being a two count. They decided to go with the full still heel turn thing with Carmelo Hayes here. Trek Williams got involved at some point. He gets thrown out from ringside a little bit later on. Referee takes a bump with a spear. Hayes is tapping out. Referee does not see it because he's you know out of commission and Trick is able to come in and hit Breaker in the back with the title belt, which leads to a two count. That was the one that was the, that was three, but Melo's still able to capitalize with a leg drop from the top rope. When the title and in, I guess, Roxanne Perez type mode of, I'm happy to see you win the title breaker, despite the fact that he very clearly has every reason to be upset because there mm-hmm. were two things to be cheated on. Mm-hmm hands the belt to Hayes, gives him a hand raise and everything and is happy for losing the belt and i don't quite understand that when you have the person cheating to win but hey look i mean they very clearly from the start have been telling the story here of shout out this is uh we're looking behind the scenes for some of this and you guys know that these no. are the top two guys and just no. ignore it for a moment
2: <laughs> I, I don't want to because mellow tapped out yeah, Melo tapped out. Be be a little upset. Mm-hmm. Fuck, even if you're going to the main roster, be a little upset.
1: Act like you lost.
0: Yeah, because you did. You lost the championship.
1: We, yeah, it's not even about that. It's like it's not a case that he lost. It's because the guy cheated to beat him, and he had the match won. He mm-hmm. he forced Carmelo to tap out, and then yeah. the only reason he didn't lose because the referee was was on the was out at that point in time great, it's a threefold great record, thing
0: williams shouldn't yeah. have been involved to get thrown out he got him the tap and then he got hit with the belt so it's like there's three reasons to be upset about that but now yeah, instead so it's yeah. like uh here you go respect man thanks for giving me a good match and beating me straight up no no you didn't <laughs> yeah
1: if you got beaten by a better man, and that's to- that's a totally fine ending. It's like it's a, it's a completely clean win, and he gets the victory, and it's just like okay, the better man won on the night. That's a totally fine way to end the show. It's like okay, passing the torch, good on you, man. I'll like I'll see you down the road. That kind of thing, whether he's going up to the main roster or whether it's just like okay, I'll I'll step back a little bit, let you have that, and then I'll be back maybe for a rematch later on or whatever. But to, yeah, be absolutely screwed out of your championship and then be totally OK with it and still have that ending is just, you know, that's just bullshit. And it's just a way of them going, oh, we knew that Carmelo was going to get cheered, but we're trying to be super protective of Bron on the way out. Whether he's going up to the main roster or not, we want to make sure that it was very obvious to everyone that he should have won the match, but he's going to still be a, we don't need to boo him by having him like be petulant about it or beat up Carmelo afterwards because which is what he should be doing because he got screwed out of the championship. Just like, No, we want him to be a babyface when he goes up to the main roster, so we can't do that. So we still have the respectful thing at the end. So yeah, it doesn't make sense logically, but like for the actual in terms of like reading the room and what was supposed to happen in that regard, then I guess it was probably the best thing they should for them to do.
2: Yay, Carmelo Hayes, he's champion. If I think they can build and revamp NXT around him, but we'll see. Um, how long until Trick Williams turns? Not
0: for a little bit, I would assume.
1: I think you'll be. I think it won't be until after um, Carmelo loses the title to whoever loses it too.
0: Yeah, I could see that being the feud that they do to be like the end feud for Hayes before Hayes goes up to the main roster that little transitional think, feud, you know?
1: Yeah. I think they could tell the story of, um, trick gets too comfortable about being the, like the, the hype man for the champion and he gets super into it. And Carmelo's starting to get a little bit like, you know, a bit, uh, it's, it's causing a bit of a distraction because he's like really into this high living. And then when he loses the title, tricks world starts to fall apart around him and he just gets pissed at Carmelo for losing the title because yeah. So I, I think that's the direction they should probably go. But, um, yeah, for now, it'll be good to see Carmelo on top of it. It'll be nice to see a bit of a change of pace in terms of both match quality and the way feuds can go on because Carmelo's is a bit more of like, it's got more charisma and can wrestle a different style. And I think he's more of an um, a, a ability to um, mold his style around his opponents. So it'll be good to see some fresh matchups for the title.
0: Anybody that stands out to you guys for the next champion after Hayes? A, like immediate reaction?
1: Mm. No, no one really, there's, there's not really anyone that they've built up enough at the moment that I think is an obvious choice. Yeah, I, yeah realistically, I don't, I really don't think there's anyone they've, they've built up well enough.
0: Right now, I don't think that there is anybody that stands out to where it would be like, okay, well, maybe he'll have this feud, that feud, that feud, and then lose it to that person, but... There's a part of me, for some reason, that thinks maybe Josh Briggs. I don't know why. Is maybe they split that tag team up? Maybe he gets up to that point by that point. Maybe if Hayes turns babyface, we're looking at somebody like a Charlie Dempsey. Maybe we're looking at. Eh, There's a couple people maybe, but uh, they're also could just be signing new people too. You know, that's another thing. You never know who's yeah. going to go down to the main roster. Or from the main roster down to NXT. You never know who's going to be signed. Could be a Dragon Lee if they end up keeping him around there long enough. And not moving him up to the main roster. I don't think it's going to be Grayson Waller. I don't think it's going to be Broadbreaker winning the title back. I Obviously, I don't anticipate it being somebody like lower on the card. Like a Malik Blade or uh, Scripps or Hank Walker or something. But... I don't know. I mean, at least for now, I think that their game plan is basically we anointed Carmelo Hayes and he's going to be a champion for probably a year.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to put a gun to my head, I would say let's wait a year and then Charlie Dempsey can win it while William Regal's by his
1: side.
0: I could see that happening for sure. Maybe stand and deliver next year. I don't know. We'll be talking about that whenever it does happen, of course.
1: As long as it's not double Avocado, I'm fine.
0: I don't think it's going to be the Avocado. <laughs> I He's know, strange things have happened. I, um, I mean, I
1: didn't think oh, I was going to fight Brock Lesnar this weekend, but here we are. That's so. true. <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, to wrap it up, I just want to say Ava Reign
2: reacted to her debut. She said on April 1st, 2012, which I believe was the date of Roxena 1, at 10 years old, I decided I wanted to be a, a WWE superstar when I grew up. On April 1st, 2023, at 21... I debuted on WrestleMania weekend for 10 year old me. This is a win. I just want to point out there. She's still only 21 years old. And it, even though it feels like she's been in developmental forever, she's got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it starts to click.
0: Yeah, it might just take a little while longer, but also I think it's fair enough to, to say the both different ways she's got time. So it's not the end of the world. But also, don't act like she is putting on the same caliber as some people that actually are. You know, like Be truthful, be honest, and be patient. It's not the end of the world for it. Just the same as when it comes to this. I mean, this wasn't the best pay-per-view, but it wasn't the worst. And we still got two more pay-per-views coming from WWE. We got the first night of WrestleMania coming up in a couple hours from now. So, um, it's, you know, currently 4.45. And That's going to start at six. Well, it's going to start at eight. Let's be honest. They're not going to put a a thing on the pre-show. And we will be back with the post-show immediately following that to talk about, hopefully, a fantastic night one of WrestleMania. Hopefully not one of those like, oh, my God, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Oh, my God, I'm so upset. I don't know if Charlotte Flair is going to be upset or not because she doesn't seem like she's all that happy about potentially not being in the main event. Maybe we've got some positives that we didn't even see happening. Maybe some surprises along the way. I don't know we'll be back for that though of course and we will continue on with anything else that we need to talk about in the meantime if anything happens but with stand and deliver that is the full breakdown let us know what you thought in the comments below make sure that you are clicking around and checking all the different things that you should check on anthonymango.com including my personal facebook and twitter accounts and The links that you can find from out Moment and for fanboysanonymous.com, all the things on the blue brand for the geek culture spectrum, like the YouTube, the Facebook, the Twitter, and so on and so forth. Shout out to my blueprint project of the Batman, a nighttime story, 100 records from the Wayne Foundation Archives. For anybody that's a Batman fan and wants to check out what the blueprint project is all about over there on fanboysanonymous.com. I already mentioned the dusty roads contest that's happening right now and these Mark madness tournament and the smart play stuff. So if you want to pick up some merchandise, go to T public or Redbubble for either smart Out moment, fanboys anonymous, or a mango tease head up to Patreon, toss a little spare change our way to keep the lights on here and stay tuned to what we got coming up. Uh, make sure that you're not just following what I have and my accounts and all, but you're following Robin Callum too.
2: Yep. Follow me everywhere. at dude for you should be checking out Fightful all weekend. John Ross Sapp will, of course, have so much WrestleMania and even non-WWE information this weekend. Um, I was on the post-Smackdown podcast last night with Alex Cardoza. Please go back and check that out. I, I'm here all weekend, so it's WrestleMania. Let's just enjoy it. And I thank you for all the support. And here's Callum.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. The Power Rankings went out earlier today over on uh, com. So check that out. That's the final one of the 2022-23 seasons. You can see the final top 10 and how the final league table all all panned out. So next week will be based on WrestleMania. And the results of that will determine who's in the the top of the Power Rankings heading into the... and heading into the 2023-2024 season uh, speaking of which the fantasy league is also coming to a wrap for this year and uh, that'll be based on well the wrestlemania the show today and obviously uh, the Sand liver show we just watched and both night one and night two wrestlemania will all count towards the final standings they're all worth double points as is tradition for the wrestlemania stuff and yeah we'll see who ends up uh, coming up on top
0: all righty, everybody, that's it for NXT Stand and Deliver 2023 pay-per-view point post-show. We will see you later on for WrestleMania Night 1. But for now, this has been another SmartCout moment, and we are being counted out.